Welcome to the Reclaim Your Truth podcast. My name is Kimberly Moriarty and I'm a coach. And this podcast is dedicated to the process of reclaiming the truth that resides in us all. By getting alignment with the self that knows you have within you all you need to create the life you were born to live. So join me as I share some of my own experiences and insights and those of others who have transformed their lives against all odds. This podcast is for those who are ready to step into the lives they were born to lead. So come, let's take this step together. Hello and welcome to my second episode. I want to start with a poem I wrote recently that captures what I want to focus on in this episode. And it's called Thought. Uh, no real imagination has gone into that title, it's just what the poem's about. Um, so let's get started. I thought a thought that I could live my life exactly as I wanted it to be. And the thought took on form and became words. And the words told my actions what to do. And the actions helped to create my life. And when the thoughts were good, the actions were good, and life was good. And when the thoughts were bad, the actions were bad, and life was bad. And when I understood that life was neither good nor bad, but is, I saw the only difference between the two was in the thought. And so awareness of the thought became the place where I began. So I feel really drawn to talk about this right now because it is something I've been working on in myself uh, for the past year. You know, the, the power of thoughts and how changing them is almost a prerequisite to any change you want to see in your life. And, you know, there's, there's a link between our thoughts, our words, our actions and our feelings and, and our reality. So I want to maybe share a story with you about myself. Um, in 2006, I weighed a whopping 100 kgs. And for my English and European friends, that's, I think, probably about 220 pounds. Anyway, it was heavy. I went on a trip around Europe with my fiancé at this time, and when I came back, I saw some photos of myself, and I was horrified. I was like, who the hell ate me? I couldn't believe how much weight I'd put on. Now, I also come from a family where weight is, you know, usually the first topic of conversation. You know, like, my mum calls me, she's like, I've seen your cousin, such and such, and, oh, my God, she's blown far out, she's put on weight. Or, you know, oh, she's so skinny. So, you know, there was a part of me that was self-conscious about being the topic of my family's discussions. I knew I needed to make changes, you know, I wanted to feel good about myself. I also knew if I didn't, I'd probably only get bigger, and then it would be harder to lose the weight. And to be honest with you, when I started, I didn't have any ideas about my my ideal weight. I just knew I needed to make some changes. I knew I needed to do something. Because my weight wasn't the only problem. You know, it was a symptom of a deeper issue. My relationship was deteriorating. I was feeling shit in myself. Um, yeah... I just needed an absolute overhaul in my entire being. And I knew I could lose the weight if I just started to make some small changes. You know, my motivation was really about feeling good again. And I wasn't about to start at the gym, so I thought, you know, the best thing I could do was just start walking every day after work. 
And at first it wasn't easy, and anybody who has had to carry that much weight around I'm sure will agree. I got myself an accountability partner um, from work who would walk with me, and that was great because most days I really didn't feel like I wanted to be walking. It was hard. I just told myself every day, just do this one walk today. And the more I did, the easier it became and the better I felt. And the better I felt, the more I wanted to do. You know, my, cha- my thoughts changed from convincing myself to do it to finding other things I could incorporate into my exercises to help me. You know, I started walking at my lunch times. I ended up renting a home rower and at first I couldn't even row for two minutes. And then two minutes became five minutes, which turned into ten minutes. And after three months, I was rowing like 30 to 40 minutes every morning. You know, and there was a lot of other changes going on in my life. It, they just, it just seemed to have this kind of knock-on effect. I was um, reading, you know, this lady came into my life and she introduced me to these uh, books called the Silver Birch series. And, you know, if you're more spiritually inclined, I would recommend that those books to you. Um, anyway, from reading those books, I switched to a vegetarian diet. Um, Not that the books advocated that, but um, it was something, a message I got from that. You know, my diet changed. I stopped drinking. Because more as I was exercising, you know, I was starting to feel better. I just didn't need that in my life. And the drinking was actually the main culprit of my 20kg weight gain. Well, that and KFC. (laughs) And I was also, you know, I said I, I was in this massive kind of spiritual learning phase. And after three months, I was back down to 78 kgs. And it was a total transformation, you know, in my thoughts, in my body, in my spirit, in my soul. And why am I telling you this story? Well, for one, it's the first thing that came to my mind, but I guess I also wanted to demonstrate how differently it could have gone had my thought process been different. You know, when I saw the pics, I could have thought, oh, you fat cow. I could have berated myself. I could have thought it's too late that's going to be too much work I could have thought well most of my family are fat that's just it's in my DNA it's in my genes I could have made excuses but I didn't like I said I just thought I have to make changes and I was open to the possibility it could be different and so I took action and it was small but I just did the one thing I could now everything in the world starts as an idea it's thought energy, literally. If you can think it, it can be created. If you can think it, you can make it happen. The entire purpose of thought is for the process of creation. The issue is that most of us aren't even conscious of this. But if you really think about it, let it land, it makes perfect sense. The first time I heard that, my mind exploded. You know, I'd already experienced transformation in my life, but... I was uncon- it was unconscious creation. It wasn't something I'd consciously set out to create. It's only been this year I've started to be more conscious of what I'm creating for myself. And, you know, with that comes a lot of responsibility. I can no longer place blame outside of myself for what is happening. If something doesn't feel good, then I at least know that I have to do something to change what I am feeling. And that is usually the thoughts I am thinking. Because thoughts control feelings. Feelings control actions actions control events and it's literally that simple.
And it took a while for these concepts to really land with me. You know, I've been working on my own self-development since I was 17. And I've read and listened to numerous different authors, spiritual teachers. They all seem to say the same thing in different ways. And it's been great to hear it in different ways because it wasn't until recently that it all came together for me. I was actually reading a book called Reinventing Yourself by Steve Chandler. Um, And I absolutely recommend this book. Uh, And he says something like, you know, behind every action is a thought formed into words that paint a picture. And he felt like this was a new discovery for him at the time. Until it was pointed out to him that it was written long ago that in the beginning was the word. And that was another head-exploding moment for me. And for those of you who are familiar with the New Testament, this might resonate with you also. Um, But this excerpt in its entirety goes something like, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And although I, I believe this actually refers to Jesus Christ, it reminds me, you know, in the book of Genesis, God says, let there be light. And there was light. You know, through his thought, through through word. You know, that's creation. Now, this is not intended to be a religious lesson. My point here is that the power of the word, which is thought and form, is demonstrated to us in even ancient texts. And I'm sure the Bible is not the only place you'll find this. Well, I know it's not the only place. But, you know, I was raised a Christian, so that absolutely resonated with me and you know I went on to be more spiritual and I've since reverted to Islam so yeah there's so many ways that you can hear information and you can hear the truth and and for me it, it just I guess the head exploding moment was that my heart recognized the truth in it So how do you create a practice that helps you become conscious of your thoughts and feelings and the language you use to yourself? Because believe me, it is a practice. It's a muscle you have to build. You know, most of the time we are unconscious. We're running on autopilot. Now, you might want to play around with a few different things. And I suggest that you do so that you find, you know, kind of what works for you. But I'm just going to share a few things that, you know, I've started doing this year um, consistently. Because actually it's the consistency that makes the consistency, yeah, (laughs) that makes the difference. So I always start my day with a meditation. And if you find this practice particularly difficult, I recommend kind of trying a guided meditation app like Headspace or Calm. And I think you can find loads on YouTube, you know, or join an online meditation group. For me, I notice the power of meditation more when I'm not practicing find myself getting easily agitated or losing my temper quickly. When I meditate, I feel a lot calmer. I feel grounded during the day, which helps me keep my thoughts grounded. You know, when things happen that I would usually react to, I'm able to step back, you know, create some separation and recognize that I have a choice in how I react. I can pull on some of the tools I've learned to help me manage how I respond. You know, after this, I usually journal. I journal at least five things I'm grateful for in my life and why. And this helps me get a grateful mindset before my day even begins. You know, it generates feelings of gratitude, feelings of love, feelings of happiness. And remember the link between thoughts and feelings. When you feel good, 
I feel a lot more creative and open to new opportunities. You know, journaling is also a great way to have a dialogue with yourself. And after my gratitude journaling, I usually write how I'm feeling. I check in with myself. How am I feeling mentally? How am I feeling physically? How am I feeling spiritually? You know, some days I daydream journal, um, which, you know, means I write as if something's already happened for me. You know, I don't hold back. It fills me with excitement. It feels great. Um, you could also make a daily practice to check in where you are on the emotional guidance scale. If you're not familiar with this, then I suggest you Google it. I'll try to put a link in, in the description. Um, but yeah, I suggest you uh, take a screenshot, have it on your phone. In essence, it's a scale of our feelings and emotions and the sequence from your highest vibrational feeling to your lowest. Anyway, I suggest you set an alarm a few times a day and have a look at where you are on the scale and, you know, do one thing to move yourself a little higher. You know, it helps to know in advance the sort of things that move you up the scale. For me, I have a little kind of happy songs playlist on my phone and I go to that and it really makes me feel good when I listen to these songs. Um, Steve Chandler suggests uh, the acronym LSD which stands for laughter, singing, and dancing. You know, these are all things that help improve our mood. And a fourth one he also suggests is just helping someone else, helping another person. You know, get into the habit of watching the language you use to yourself and others. Your language is literally giving instructions to your body. You know, I used to say for a long time, oh, I'm starving, you know, and then I would continue to overeat. You've got to watch your language to yourself. You know, use language that feels good and creates excitement for you. Become conscious of how you're making yourself feel. I mean, I'm sure there's, you know, there's multitudes of other things you could try, but, you know, try create a routine out of these things. For me, I do them as part of my morning routine because the morning is when I have, you know, more time to myself before anyone wakes in my household. The routine will help form habit and momentum and any change you want to see comes with effort and consistency. You know, they say to form a habit takes 21 to 30 days. So I suggest doing this for 21 to 30 days. You know, I found for myself that these practices have absolutely transformed my life. You know, being happy, being in a place where I can choose what I'm thinking and how I'm feeling is powerful. I used to be a sad person. I spent a lot of my life crying, feeling sad, feeling lonely. This year, I can't even tell you the last time I felt truly unhappy. You know, that's not to say that I haven't had days that have been a bit shit. But the difference now is that I recognize and I become aware that I don't feel that good. And I'm aware that not feeling good is a direct result of how I'm thinking. I can be aware of my thoughts and I can let them go because I also know that I have the power to create thoughts that will make me feel better. Um, just <clears throat> just last week, I, um, I had a few drinks with some friends. And I don't actually drink that often anymore, so I really notice the effects of it when you do. Um, and so that was on the Saturday, and on the Monday I was just feeling really low. I was I started to feel anxious. I was feeling awful. I was having all these doubts, and... 
I had a meeting scheduled with the CEO of um, a place I wanted to, you know, offer coaching to. Anyway, on the Monday, I just was thinking, oh, why are you going? Why have you? Why are you going to this meeting? They're not going to be interested in your coaching. Um, it's going to be a waste of time. Like I just had all these, you know, negative these negative thoughts and they were making me feel anxious but knowing what I know now I was able to just observe the feelings I was experiencing and the thoughts and I just focused my mind on on just how I would feel once I'd finished the meeting Um, and the night before I had a call with my own coach because you know I, I knew I wasn't feeling that great and that turned my whole mindset around in a matter of hours. You know, I went from feeling negatively to positively about the situation just by changing my thoughts. Had I continued my negative self-talk, the meeting would have probably been a disaster or I would have cancelled, never had the opportunity and possibly, you know, of a possible new business opportunity. Anyway, I actually want to keep this episode short, but... I hope it has been of some use to you in making a link between your own thoughts and feelings and how these affect and impact on your actions. You know, I've shared a few practices to to follow or that I follow to help me develop awareness and raise my own mood, um, energy, vibration, whatever you want to call it. And I hope that um, maybe some of these will help for you. But there, there is a lot more to discuss on this topic. But I encourage you to look into it more for yourself. You know, and if you want to reach out to me to explore it more, then, you know, you can find me on Instagram or Facebook, Reclaim Your Truth. But I hope you're all having a lovely week. And I thank you for joining me. And I hope you stay blessed.